0: Moran B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Good, mate. My chair's really squeaky. I don't know if I should stand up or sit down for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: nothing worse.
0: Has your hair grown two inches in the last two weeks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so, mate. Look at it. It's terrible. I need a haircut. I'm actually yeah. like, I was supposed to have, because Chloe wants to give me a haircut with the clippers. And she oh, said yeah. she wanted to do it tonight, but I ran out of time and I said, I oh, know I'm going to go and do the podcast, so oh, yeah. I wanted to do it. But I said, oh, I'll leave it. I'll give it another day and you can do it tomorrow night. She's mad keen on cutting my hair now.
0: Yeah, I bet she, when you said you had the podcast to do, I bet she was like, oh, excuses, excuses. He's scared. Yeah, pretty much.
1: She's got to give me a haircut tomorrow night, so it might look worse. It might look better. <laughs> well, to,
0: to be honest with you, I don't think I've seen your hair that long in a long time, which is why it sort of stands out to me, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's like, a, it's all it's all soft. It's like, it's like sheep's <laughs> wool. <laughs> Did you get the conditioner out? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Problem is when my hair goes long now, you can see all the greys. Look at, look at that. <laughs> There's so many greys in there.
0: That's just the reflection off the light, isn't it, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep, yep.
0: We'll just we'll, go with we'll that. say it's
1: that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how was your Easter weekend? Yeah, good. We got away to Wykerwell, Yeah. and believe it or not, we camped in exactly the same place as we camped with you guys last time. All oh, the, the
0: very same spots.
1: Same spot by the big tree there. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah, it was good. We got away and. Had two nights up, we were supposed to have three, but on the Sunday afternoon, the weather got just was getting worse and Mm. worse and worse, and then we blew the tents down, and then it started to drizzle, and there was a big rain front coming, and so we pulled the pin, actually, we came back a day early, so we're a bit gutted, but that's not the first time that's happened on one of our camping trips, eh?
0: No, that's right, mate, that was, in fact, that was Easter three years
1: ago? Yeah, Waihi.
0: It was. We camped
1: at Waihi, we left a day early.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's like the worst feeling in the world, eh? Because you're sort of settled in. You're like, yeah, we're yeah. camping. Yeah, we're having a break. Oh, the weather's shit. We're going to have to go home. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel all demoralised and deflated, eh? When you got to go home. So like, yeah, oh.
0: it is a bit like that. And you went with um, some friends of yours. You re- you replaced us.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we believe it or not, we went camping uh, with them, the same people at Waikowale Bay. And we were trying to figure out when it was, and we realised it was twenty years ago. <laughs> wow, that's
0: insane! Two thousand and
1: two to two thousand and three, New Year's Eve. We were there yep. with them for a week. Oh,
0: sweet! Yeah, and that was sweet. the last time.
1: That was that was the last time they were there.
0: Wow. Well, has it changed much though in that time? Yeah, yeah. They yes. didn't even recognise the
1: place. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, they were like far out. It's completely different. Yeah. So, Did you take your surfboard? Yep. Yeah, I took surfboards and the boogie boards. Had a bit of a go, and there were some good waves. I had a surf. Blake struggled a bit because he had the cast on his arm. So he had to like put a big, like rubbish bag around it and tape it all up. And then he was like trying to boogie board with that. And he got a few waves and then he got peeved off with it. So he he went in. But it's only another week and a half now until his cast comes off. And then we'll go and do a bit of boogie boarding before the weather gets too cold.
0: That was quick. Yeah, Yeah. Is he holding up all right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just normal now, I guess, for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I tell you what's what's quite strange is that um my family and I went up to Picton and we went with Dana's best friend and her husband and they've got a youngster as well who's uh, around they're just short of two. And you guys went to Waikawa. We went to Waikawa. So if you just <laughs> so if you just take take the U off the end of Waikawa, you've got Waikawa. Uh, uh, yeah. so that's where we stayed and uh, this guy's name is josh the husband of uh, dana's best friend and uh, you know her and her friend they go back years years before i met dana and he's got a boat a buccaneer raconteur so we went out and did some fishing and we got some blue cod for dinner one night and yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no oh, yeah. mussel farms around there or anything, and obviously the fish species are a lot different to what you can get in the coromandel, but we wanted to get some blue cod, and we, we stopped at a few spots, but then we found this one spot, and we were just on. Like, we yeah. were on. Yeah, honestly, man, I, I, I caught this massive big groper. I didn't want it, so I gave him back. But, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we caught our limit, which is only two blue cod each. Um, but that's all we needed for the family, you know, and um, they, were, they were a couple of centimetres over the limit, but we threw like six or seven back because they must have been millimetres short. Yeah. Uh, so we did quite well. We just found this point and the blue cod were hungry and we reeled them in and we had them for dinner. We made some chips. It was good. Um, we that's actually had for a limit too. No, Well, that's it. I mean, it wasn't so long ago. The blue cod, you, you were banned from catching them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just about extinct, really. I don't know the whole backstory, uh-huh. but there was something about people just taking the piss and, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, they've obviously let the numbers replenish now, but your limit's not very high, nothing like Snapper anyway. But look, we, yeah. we got uh, Josh and I got two each, we took them home, I, I filleted them, and um, we had them for dinner. They were beautiful. I, I do like me a bit of cod, if I'm honest, and it's been a while since I last had some, but um, you know, we stayed at uh, Waikawa Bay and we had a nice little Booker batch. That, uh, it was a nice little house that just overlooked the entire bay, yeah. and uh, it was stunning. And uh, One of the highlights for me was uh, the neighbor was having a bit of a burn-off, and someone called the fire brigade on him, and <laughs> all the fire trucks turned up, woo, woo, woo. and I was like, ee! uh But anyway, it <laughs> wasn't.
1: was the bun like a little kid?
0: Yeah. I mean, my wife was pissed off because the smoke destroyed the washing in a way. It, it absolutely stank of smoke. I, I like the smell personally, but my wife doesn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the fire brigade turned up, had a look. and was like, nope, nothing wrong here. See ya. So, yeah, <laughs> I suppose the the downside of the whole weekend was uh, obviously packing the car up and where the kids have their feet. We had some stuff down there in the footwells as well, you know, because we had a yeah. fair bit more stuff that wouldn't fit in the boat. And um, I don't know why, but my wife decided to put a jar of peanut butter down in the footwell and when we got home and pulled all the stuff out of the car this jar had miraculously managed to open itself and spill all over my floor in my new car um because it was real oily peanut butter so this stuff looked like someone had had diarrhea it was (laughs) But if that was the worst of it, it must have been a good weekend. Um, <laughs> managed to get it out of the carpet without an issue. Anyway, our daughter's yeah. little girl, who's uh, almost two, she'd been sick. She'd caught something from daycare like the week prior. Uh, she was a little bit better on the weekend, but it was Dana's best friend who was a little bit sick. And, uh, COVID. Well, not actually. <laughs> luckily, luckily not. All the testing, the necessary testing has been done, but luckily it wasn't. And uh anyway, today we've got an eight-year-old daughter who's been on the couch and she's been spewing all day. And now my almost two-year-old is uh going the same way. They're both showing temperatures of 38, so fucking great. Oh. <laughs> Your next
1: mate, you're on the hit list. Well, you to be fair, i spewing. Okay.
0: yeah, I know I'm feeling okay. <laughs> I'm feeling okay so far. Touch wood. Uh there's some yeah. wood. Uh, my wife's good and my oldest Ashlyn's good, so yeah we'll see how that goes hopefully it's just a one or a couple of two or two or three day thing but luckily it's yep. school holidays as well you know so. mm, yeah, yeah. anyway we'll stay home. fun night ahead yeah, yeah yeah fun for you well yeah it's
1: well, quite what's... funny that the um the people we went camping with <laughs> believe it or not she she texted us this morning and goes you're gonna hate me for this she goes I was feeling a bit off color this morning. So I've just tested myself and tested positive for COVID. And she goes, and I've just tested the, and a couple of hours later, she texts us again and said, I've just tested the two kids and they've both come back positive as well. Her husband's still negative, but they were camping. They were hanging out with us all weekend. And we're like, oh no, (laughs) for real. hopefully we're not next. Yeah. Well, this is it,
0: though. I mean, like, to hear that's not as shocking as it once was a year and a half, two years ago, eh? You know, these yeah. days it's like, oh, I've got COVID, well, better stay home for seven days and let it blow over. Yeah, yeah well, I hope it doesn't happen, mate, because uh, hearing some people's uh, accounts of having COVID is, is not much fun for some, so...
1: No, that's right.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's get into it then. Two, three, four, five. Down the tools, up the mic. And I got it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> a dreamy guy, a radio guy. Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're measles, we're dads, we're completely the same. We're young about anything, it's all fair
1: game. One hits nails and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, beers. and just shoot the sh**. We're R and B and Andy G and this is Tradio.
0: Tradio. All right, here we go. Episode seventeen. Jeez, these things are flying by. Yeah, oh, almost. Was- I was having a wee think today, dude, and I was like, you know, there might be a lot of people who are joining the podcast at this point and haven't sort of heard the backstories. How about we do a quick reset of our current jobs and what we actually do and how the podcast came about? I think it's probably worth yeah, a, bit of a reset for those people that joined us a bit late. So obviously Tradio is a mixture of tradie and radio. You're the tradie part. So tell us just a bit about your background and what you do.
1: Well, where do I start, mate? I do a bit of everything, just about. I'm actually a trade qualified engineer, that's my main trade, Mm. but I also have got a business doing home maintenance and handyman work, handing like building work, fixing things for people. So, and I've just recently started a small engineering business as well. So that's the tradie side of the tradeo.
0: A lot of that sort of home handyman stuff, are you kind of self-taught in that? Because, I mean, you're pretty good at it.
1: Uh, A lot of it, yeah. Pretty much, just trial and error, I guess, over the years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully not as many errors, but. No, no. My, my dad's pretty handy, you know. He's done a lot of building, and I helped him out when I was younger and learned a lot. And I, uh, I didn't just go straight into running my own building business. I, um, I was actually out working with some builders for a while, mm. and I learned quite a lot from working with builders. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how's the, the, because you bought a CNC machine very recently and now you've got it installed ready to go. So you haven't you got any work to do with that yet? Has that sort of started to fire up?
1: It's starting to come to fruition Yeah, I've been to see a couple of companies. I'm going to see a whole bunch more tomorrow and deliver my little flyers I've made up and tell them a bit of a backstory about me so that I've got quite a lot of interest from a couple of companies. So hopefully in the next little while I'll be getting into the swing of things with it nice it's um i just had the some of the tooling reps i was out at the machine today doing some stuff and doing some test cuts and making sure the machine's all running good and i had the tooling rep come out and he was um going through the all the tools with me and sort of trying to get a good base of what what tools i needed for the machine and so we've sorted all that out today Mm. it's just a matter of push to try and get some work now
0: <laughs> yeah for sure so you've made yeah. your own little flyers so you can almost say you're a tradie engineer slash casual graphic designer <laughs> yeah, <like>? yeah.
1: <laughs> all sorts of stuff <laughs> these days
0: yeah that's yeah. awesome man well i mean I've, I've i've worked with you a little bit on the whole handyman side of things <laughs> man I mean, it was good fun working with you because i learned a few new skills as well so it's definitely something worth uh having in the old
1: arsenal yeah yeah On to you now, mate. What's the radio side of it all about? You better better inform our listeners. Yeah, so the radio side of Tradio,
0: uh, basically back in 1998, I uh, I started volunteering for various radio stations. Uh, The first one was in the UK. Uh, This is when I was doing like a 10-year stint over there as a youngster because my parents are from Wales. So we ended up over there anyway, and um, it was in the year 2000 when I came back to New Zealand and I was still doing some volunteer stuff for various radio stations and continued doing that until about 2004 when I then went to radio school and did a course just to get something on paper. Uh, In 2004, I got hired to Classic Hits in South Canterbury, uh, based in Timaru, so I was there for about two and a half years, and then I moved to More FM in Invercargill um, and did the afternoon show or the drive show, if you like then went from there to Rotorua and uh, did all sorts of things. Actually, I moved to Rotorua and did the drive show and then I actually got fired <laughs> um, <laughs> because what happened is that the, the, the More FM network at that point, this is around 2008 now, they decided that the afternoon show, they would save a lot of money if they got rid of all their hosts and put one network show in from Auckland. Oh yeah, That went down like a cup of cold sick, as you can imagine, not just with the hosts that were now displaced without a radio job, but a lot of the listeners didn't like the new show and it didn't really sit well with them either. Um, What happened was then is that my boss was uh, a legend and he managed to get me back into a role within the radio station, which was a sales role. And so I was selling advertising for a little bit, only did that for a year, absolutely hated it. I, I just, it, it's not my thing. But anyway, yeah. I made budget one uh, month in particular and actually made enough money um, from my commission to buy all of my recording equipment, which is the microphone I'm talking on now and all the bits and pieces that uh, helped me make my studio. So that actually was worth it. Then I built my way back up, finally becoming the breakfast show host in writer. And then after that, then I, was, uh, I got a, a job in Auckland for six months running the More FM network alongside the content directors, which was really good fun. And then I was seconded down to the Coromandel Peninsula to work on More FM there, or at least to launch the More FM radio station, which used to be called Coromandel FM. And um, I was the operations manager when I started there. And uh, then what happened was uh, the new breakfast host then decided that the Coromandel wasn't for him. So he decided to leave after about four or five months. And then I, by default, got the breakfast show alongside the operations side of it and did the breakfast show there for five years. And, and was, I was running the whole show. I mean, I I had a lot of fun with it. It was really really good fun. But the thing is, they it came to a point where the, the radio side of things was just mentally taxing. It would just it would just took up all of my weekends, and I didn't get much time off on public holidays. And really, my kids were too busy growing up when I was busy working. During this five years, mate, is when you and I met. We met for the first time in uh, I think it was about 2016, wasn't it? So, yeah,
1: it would be, yeah, be about
0: then. Yep. Yeah, so we've yeah. known each we've known each other now for over six years, and um, I've got to say, I've never really got on with anyone quite as well as I've got on with you. And I think you know, it's just one of those friendships that I'll always be thankful for. Because I mean, this this kind of thing is good for the mental health, isn't it? Yeah. Having someone yeah. who you can actually sit down and shoot the shit with, and have a couple of beers with. And and yeah, just well, you
1: were missed you were missed mate on the weekend is gone. Well, I was like, oh, why? Well, it's just not the same. That you guys, our, our our annual Easter camping trip, not the same, mate.
0: I know, mate. And I, I was we we were talking about you guys a couple of times over the weekend, and you know how much we were keen to be camping. But uh, obviously, where we went was uh, still a nice spot. But yeah. we we always think, well, we're catching up in July. We're getting together for a week in July, so it would be yep. quite good to uh, sort of spend some time together down because you'll be coming down our way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to back to the story. So I decided, you know, the mentally taxing side of radio really sort of started to, you know, get me a little bit. And I wasn't getting much family time. And so my wife and I had made a decision that we were just going to uh, try something new, take a big leap. And it all happened very quickly. And we ended up in it Christchurch. Did, mate. It did, Yeah anyway, yeah. I went sort of casual on the radio. So if you've been listening to previous podcasts, you may have realized that I've been talking a bit about working on a veggie farm. So I did some casual radio for a little bit. That kind of dried up. And uh, then I managed to find myself a bit of a casual gig working for a radio station in Taupo in the central North Island, which I'm still doing now. When I say that's casual, it's like 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., but I, I knock it out and record it the uh, night before. And... <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's so casual, so much of a side hustle that it you know it doesn't pay a lot. It covers the car insurance and maybe some groceries. You know, it's not a lot, but yeah. it doesn't take a lot of work to do. And I quite enjoy that because it's quick. You prep it, you do the show, done. But it's still radio. Yep.
1: Still. Anyway. Keeps you
0: in your yeah. Exactly. This is it, and it still keeps the tradio name alive if you like because yeah. that's the reason for the podcast was uh, you're a tradie i'm a radio guy we're best mates we're separated now by a thousand k's and it's nice to catch up every two weeks and we, we sort right. of found that some of our conversations were going in such an awesome direction that we should probably record it and other people might <laughs> enjoy sort of being a fly on the wall and and you know may you know come along on the journey with us and actually get some enjoyment out of the things that we discuss so anyway working on the veggie farm which is my sister's business now And um, that's been a whole new kettle of fish, learning that industry. You know how I mentioned to you, mate, that um, you called it a Clayton's promotion when over a month or so ago I I looked after the uh, management side of the pack shed uh, for a couple of weeks while the pack shed manager was away. Well, the feedback I got from that was so good that I've just been offered the manager's job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah cool yeah so i'm I, i've accepted it starting two weeks time so um you know it comes with a nice pay rise and obviously team leader i don't really like to say management because yeah. you know it's 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 a team leader that's what it is and um, i've got a really good team on the farm so yeah i'm now a farm manager which is a bit strange to say <laughs> given given 23 plus years in radio yeah but yeah that's that's sort of the that's the latest really i've got this promotion which i starting two weeks weeks.
1: It's funny how life takes you on little journeys, eh? and you don't know where you're going to end up. You know, like you ending up as a manager of an organic farm now. It's like me; I never, yeah. I never thought I'd run my own business, and I never thought I'd own my own machines for doing the, my trade. You know, and mm. but here I am. You know, and you think how the hell did that
0: happen? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's funny though, when you do something for a little while, I mean, because I was really apprehensive about going into the veggie industry because I knew nothing about it. I'd only done one thing pretty much since I left school. And, you know, it's quite a, um, well, it's not worrying per se. It's just uh, nerve-wracking if you like. And I've Mm. sort of fallen into it. I've sort of become a little bit passionate about it. Yeah, It's interesting. It really is. Not just growing veggies and and um, all that kind of stuff. is actually a lot behind the scenes when it comes to that. I mean, this veggie yeah. farm supplies some of the biggest supermarket chains in the country, so we're quite busy, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's anyway, plenty of money and food, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there is. And, you know, here's the thing, though, is that we... We obviously get access to these great vegetables and we don't have to pay for them, which is awesome. So mm. it's helped with the grocery bill, although I do question that statement because our bill doesn't seem to be any friggin' lower.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you're still gonna buy meat and that stuff's worth, I think, I think it's worth more than gold now.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, that's it, eh? Crazy. It's, yeah, it's just insane. But anyway, that's for another conversation but there we go mate that's the latest and that is how tradio was born and what we do now yeah. just in case you've just joined us on episode 17 and if you have go and listen to the other 16 episodes
1: tradio. we had a bit of a funny time up at the camp on the weekend uh our friends that we took up they didn't know i was doing this podcast so okay. i mentioned it to them and they were like oh you're yeah, quite interested so i said oh you know we we did our own jingles and we did all these bits and, pieces and so they were quite interested to have a listen. So we actually chucked a few of the episodes on and we're sitting there having a couple of drinks at night in the campsite with the radio going. And uh, <laughs> then we we, we actually um, listened to a couple of them. And then we thought, oh, we went through the whole lot and found all the dad joke offs. Oh, right. And listened to all the jokes and shit. It was actually funny. Eh? It was pretty yeah. good. So, and they they liked it. They thought it was quite neat, yeah.
0: You know? Oh, that's good, yeah. eh? Because here's the thing. You and I can sit here talking to each other and um, we don't see or hear people's reactions to the podcast. So it's actually yeah. when you do play it to someone,
1: it's, it's yeah. almost
0: nice to see how they react to it, you know, whether yeah, it's good yeah. or bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's... I don't know. It's just one of those things, isn't it, doing a podcast? It can, you know, you're going to get people that are going to really enjoy it. You're going to get people that think, "Oh, what are these idiots talking about? You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good – it, you're always going to get 50-50, I reckon. Well, of course you will. There's, I mean, you, yeah.
0: can't, you can't impress 100% of people 100% of the time. And yeah. th- the thing is is that most podcasts I note these days are all sort of subjective. You know, they, they cover one thing. And that's yeah. you know, and that to me is you know, that's a good thing if that works for them, and they specialise in a specific subject, make a podcast about it. But I feel that this podcast is you and I catching up, talking about anything. Because if you if you've listened back to the jingle, we'll talk about anything. It's all fair game. That's one of the lines. So mm. our podcast is pretty much talking about things that have happened in our lives in the last two weeks or or yonder, and um, it doesn't really have any specific direction. But I think it's. um what we've done, having listened back to some previous episodes myself, I think we've been pretty successful. And, you know, the numbers mm. do speak for themselves as well and how many countries we are being listened to. And I yeah. do note, and I it doesn't break it down as much as I'd like it to, but when I look at some of the statistics, I notice that New Zealand, Australia, America, and the UK are always the top four uh, yeah. countries that listen to us. New Zealand, obviously, number one. Um, but interesting to see that America is actually number two. On our yeah, list. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it looks to me like there are recurring listeners in America, whether they're expat Kiwis or just
1: someone that found the podcast awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great to have it. Probably, they probably spent the whole time just laughing at our accent, you know, from New Zealand. Well, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. do we talk too fast? I don't know. I mean, we understand each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but do people understand us? That's the thing. So we, we hope whoever does listen is, is enjoying what they hear. I mean, it doesn't need to be a specific subject, but and I also like it to be almost like a radio show because you listen to a radio show on any given commercial station or whatever. The announcers are not going to spend three to four hours talking about the same thing, are they? No,
1: nah. no, nah, you get bored, mate. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. So anyway, that's a breakdown of the uh, podcast and what we do, just in case you have joined us uh, for the first time. And we thank you for that. Radio.
1: Uh, have you ever bought anything off Wish.com? I've seen the website. Yeah, I don't think I've I brought anything on there.
0: I think you can buy virtually anything on there, but you do risk spending $2 on something that would normally cost 100 and waiting three months for it to arrive. And <laughs> when it does arrive, it's such a bootleg, it's crap. Yeah. But I've, I've bought a couple of things, oh, quite a few things off Wish, actually. But for some reason... Wish seems to think that I'm interested in buying clocks. I get, <laughs> I, because I've signed up to Wish to purchase things and, you know, to be fair to them, things have arrived that I've paid for and they've been really cheap. But for some reason, I've, I have used my email address to sign up to it. But in the spam email, twice a day, I get emails telling me about the latest clocks that
1: I can buy from them. And I'm like, <laughs> when did I ever... Say I was interested in buying clocks from Maybe you. you saw a really interesting cuckoo clock on there one day and just thought I'm just gonna click on it and have a look at it. And now they're like, Oh, this dude's into clocks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you never...
0: <laughs> Potentially. You gotta watch what
1: you click on, mate. You gotta watch what you click on these days, because the minute you click on it, they're like, Yeah, we've got you now. We know what you like.
0: Well, yeah. I hope, I hope, uh, that clocks is the worst of it and nothing <laughs> malicious. Shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though, with Wish, it was quite incredible. You remember, I used to own that um that Mark II VW Golf. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, the in fact, both the front door handles with the locks built in actually went. Um, they they all the mechanism inside broke, and I thought, you know, I'll have a look and see if Wish sells them. Sure enough, Wish sells the exact handles and locks that I wanted for this feed golf. So, and what were they? I think that was something like $150 each to buy from the manufacturer, but Wish had them for $14.95 each, (laughs) I think it was. Anyway, so I took a punt and I spent that and got these things, opened up the um, envelope when it arrived, and sure enough, I've got exactly what I've ordered. It took about six weeks, but that's understandable. Yeah. I got exactly what I wanted, and that also came with new keys as well because the locks, the barrels of the locks obviously had the was set for these new keys but i was like well i need to i need to redo these barrels so i can use my current keys so i you did that the games, you know. the car key as well? well no what i did is i i actually took all of the pins out of the barrels of the new ones and replaced it with the pins from my old barrel okay. um very meticulously little springs and little pins and then i got them working with my current car keys fitted them and they worked like a dream it was absolutely Sweet. spectacular yeah so um anyway, I don't know why Wish seems to think I'm interested in buying clocks given that I've bought car parts off them. But anyway, each yeah, do their yeah. own.
1: <laughs> no, it's funny what you can find online, eh? Like, well, even me, like with buying this CNC machine, I've been looking at all these different tools and stuff online and all the bits. And you can always tell the knockoff stuff, eh? Because you go like, well, that's a, a really nice expensive tool to use in the machine. And you find the same one on there for about $25. And this one's like two grand. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> uh, and you look at it and you go, nah, it just doesn't look right, eh? Yeah. If
0: it says Bass, it's probably not <laughs> Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lego Masters is back on our screen soon on TV3. I quite enjoy watching that. And you, you know our mate Edwin Booth, South African fellow that lives in Thames who listens to the podcast. Hi, Edwin.
1: Hi, um, Edwin. But he doesn't want to come on. He doesn't. Scared.
0: No, he's too scared to come on the podcast because he thinks we're going to make a fool of him, and we're not. And it's no. not our fault. He's South African, <laughs> but but see, he is just the most amazing Lego enthusiast I know, and the amount of things that yeah. he makes, he's very clever at it. And um, do you remember, Oren, that he said he he was looking at being on Lego Masters, and I think he got through a few of the stages.
1: I actually asked him because he was talking about it. We went up there two weeks ago and had a bribe with him. I actually asked him about it, and he said he didn't really want to do it because there was even if you won, there was no financial compensation. Mm. so um, to go through the whole process was quite a few weeks away from home um, and you had to pay for certain things and they basically all they did was feed you and there was no compensation, so there was nothing in it for them. No, apparently it was for bragging rights. That's
0: all. Yeah, apparently it's six weeks to film the whole series. And that Mm. entire six weeks, like you say, you're not given any sort of financial help. You know, Mm. you're having to leave work. In some cases, quit your job for this because no workplace and their rights are going to give you six weeks off.
1: Not to play with Lego, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so anyway, Edwin could have been on there but turned down the opportunity. But I'm looking forward to seeing Lego Masters anyway, and I'm sure he is too. I mean, it's yeah. nicer to watch it than to
1: um, be honest if you're not going to get anything out of it in that Some respect. People are pretty creative, though, way eh? with you know, with what they can build with Lego. I like, even know. my son, he comes up to me and goes, Dad, look at this. I built a, built a robot, and you look at how he's actually built it and the little moving parts he's put in there and the things. And he Goes, oh, it's even got a removable backpack. Look at this, and he's made it so this whole back piece unclips and it's a and it's his rocket removable rocket booster. And oh, it's that's like, cool, it's actually, quite clever, you know. Like it, it's you, you got to think outside the square or outside the it, block or, or outside the rectangle or whatever. Yeah, shape yeah. Lego, you're using.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing with Lego, eh? it's it's um, it's good for motor skills, fine motor skills, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just putting a block on top of another block and making something, it's actually you got to think about it and you got to get creative.
1: And
0: yeah. this is it, mate. I mean, its I've heard no one take the piss out of adults who are doing Lego because anyone can do it and you could just get so mesmerized in it. You know, I play, yeah. I've still got my Lego from my childhood, but now the girls have it and they've mixed all their own new stuff with it. <laughs> and I'll sit down with them and I'll play Lego next minute. Oh, Christ, it's like three and a half hours later. And I've got yeah. this monstrosity of a thing that I've made. <laughs> You know, it's got wings and antennas and, and it's got fans on it. And I was like, I do not know what this is, but it's got wheels
1: and you can put it along. That's the main thing. That's what I do. Yeah, I exactly. Just get paper and then just start putting blocks on it. <laughs> yeah. Randomly turn it into something. Well,
0: that's <laughs> it. That's a good thing about Lego. But anyway, yeah, Lego Masters and uh, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure one day we might get Edwin on if he wins sure. massive awards for his Lego. We'll have to talk him into it. Maybe get him drunk and then get him on.
1: Yeah, yeah. That'd be easy enough done. <laughs> <laughs> Is the old Easter Bunny any good for you? Good, good to you? You get some chocolate? Oh, mate, I might
0: got a chocolate hangover. <laughs> Like, I love chocolate. In fact, I, I think about it, and I probably have chocolate every day in some respect.
1: Mm, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, good when, stuff. I, when I'm out driving the truck, I'll stop at the dairy and get a Kit Kat. You know, it's, it's oh, yeah. becoming ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, the chocolate was good. We gave the kids an Easter egg hunt. Um, yeah. And these kids are walking around. There's, there's four of them doing this Easter egg hunt, my three and our friends' one that we went, um, went away with on the weekend. And they had these bowls, and they were just chock-a-block full of eggs. But the kids must have been like, yes, look at all this chocolate. Anyway, my wife and uh, her best friend took all the chocolate off the kids afterwards and spread it out so the adults got their share as well. And the kids <laughs> were like, but that's not fair. We found it all. And I said, welcome to how tax works.
1: <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> teaching them about tax
0: except our tax rate was about 60% <laughs> <laughs> but anyway no it was good so the kids had their fair share we had our fair share and it was uh, it was pretty good in fact um, just last week I was out with some of my crew from the fire brigade delivering easter eggs to some of the brigade kids and we did it in a fire truck and
1: I did see that I loved yeah. the bunny ears by the oh, way
0: yeah, the bunny ears yeah. were the thing eh the officer in the truck, you know, he he was having a bit of fun with it as well. But I had the bunny ears. And it was like, you've got to get out of the truck and you've got to hop up to the houses. So there I am hopping along with my hands in front of me, my ears flopping around. And yeah, it was good fun, man. It really was. It was nice to sort of see the joy in the kids' faces. But uh, Yeah, we
1: did a little hunt for the kids as well. A Easter Bunny left a whole bunch of Easter eggs around the campsite and in the tent and up in the little, we took up like a pop-up gazebo thing and it was all they're all stashed around in there. Mm. And uh, the kids were up at about half past six in the morning, even though we're camping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out up there trying to find Easter eggs. Oh, far out. Like, oh, the Easter Bunny's left us heaps. And we're like, oh, just let go sleep. sleep. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it another hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were camping once. Um, my wife and I were some friends in Rotorua, and we did a similar thing, and we put eggs out. But then you had all the other kids from other campsites coming over and stealing them. um you know we put a stop to that pretty quickly because it was like our campsite is like this invisible boundary around your tents right it's like don't fucking come in here don't cross this line (laughs) uh but i little bastards were stealing the eggs that were meant for our kids so we're like excuse me
1: we had kids running through our campsite hey like we just got set up put up the thing and i literally put my camp chair out and i got a beer out of the out of the chili bin and having a beer next thing you know these kids just show up out of nowhere eh? and they're like Hi, how you going? And we're like oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like running through our campsite and then out the other side they go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Kids do what they want, mate. They don't care. Yep. One of my colleagues met. He was bragging a bit today about how he'd made this homemade curry and how, you know, how much he's going to enjoy it at lunchtime. And fair enough. I mean, he, he does cook some interesting concoctions for lunch. Anyway, we got to lunch today and uh, in his glass container, he had this uh, beautiful looking curry, which he, and he started walking towards the microwave to go and heat it up. Next minute, he drops it and it smashes all over the floor. And <laughs> no. Poor old Matt's lost his curry. <laughs> <laughs> and um oh, anyway
1: no.
0: a few of us offered him some of the things from our lunchbox and um he was like oh no it's all right I've got other stuff I've got other stuff anyway so we all sat down and just started eating our lunch and suddenly um my sister-in-law aka the farm boss she comes out with a birthday cake and starts singing happy birthday to him we had no idea it was his birthday but what was going through my mind was you poor bastard you lost your lunch on your birthday <laughs> you <know? laughs> So, anyway, he yeah. got slightly more cake than everyone else because he lost his lunch, and uh, I just thought, oh, I felt so bad fair for enough. the guy.
1: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Nothing worse than that.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I felt so bad for him, though, Because he was gloating about this curry,
1: and it's was like, oh, yeah, yeah well, there's no got, curry. It's called karma, mate. It's karma. It's just teaching him to say, stop your bragging about your curry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I did say to him, well, scoop it up, mate. Glass is good for
0: you. I read the story today. Uh, An employee wins $670,000 over an unwanted office birthday party. Really? Yeah, uh, according to NBC News, uh, Kentucky man Kevin Burling asked his employer not to arrange any in-office birthday celebrations because it would trigger a panic attack for him. But when he entered the staff room, He was greeted with a surprise birthday celebration, so the very celebration that he didn't want. Um, According to the court documents, though, he suffered a panic attack and fled to his car. Uh, The following day, he was confronted and criticised over his birthday party reaction. Uh, This confrontation triggered another panic attack. Two days later, he received a letter terminating his employment because of the events of the previous week. So this dude lost his job because he had a panic attack over being thrown this impromptu birthday party. I'm like, dude, if, the, if he asked not to have a birthday party thrown, then they shouldn't have done it because he's got this condition, which can also be attributed to a mental health condition. Mm. You know, you can't really take the piss out of that, but he got $670,000 for it. Um, and the point I'm trying to make is when you sue someone in America for something, my God, you can live like a champion afterwards, can't you?
1: Did you, did you see the other one about the guy from Tesla that the guy sued Tesla just the other day no it was a it was an African-american employee and he supposedly got a lot of racial slurs against him and and a few racist notes left um, around his workplace or something mm. so he he ended up I think he quit in the end he left the job because of stress caused by it so he sued Tesla for $167 million. And he lost that, but he received $15 million. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: really? So he didn't get that, but he, he managed to get $15 million out of them. So that's insane. That's a. These... There's
0: other ones, and these all come from America, right? For some reason, you seem to do quite well out of suing people there. There's this woman who sued McDonald's successfully because she poured hot coffee all over herself, even though the the coffee mug said, caution, contents may be hot. Um, (laughs) There was another one, a woman in a department store uh, who slipped over on a spilled milkshake. She sued the department store for not having cleaned up the mess or put a warning sign out, but the thing is it was her kid that spilled the milkshake. Yeah, there was another one as well with a burglar who was crawling along the roof of a house and fell through the skylight and landed on a sharp knife, cutting himself quite badly. Not that the skylight would have cut him badly on the way through, but anyway, sued the owner of the house and apparently won that case as well. Really? Yes, and it's like, dude, what is the fucking problem with the American justice
1: system? Yeah. Did you hear the other one with a? there was a woman driving one of those big, like, camper vans down the road. Have you heard that? And, they, and she's driving along, and it's and it said, you know, you got got um, cruise control on your vehicle. Yeah. And she put it in cruise control, thinking that it was, like, self-drive. <laughs> but she got out of her seat, like, doing 100Ks an hour down the road, went into the back to make a cup of tea, and the big <laughs> camper van crashed and rolled, and she got injured and stuff. But she successfully sued that camper van company, whoever it was, for millions of dollars. Because it didn't, she didn't understand that cruise control wasn't a fully automated self-drive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, Really? Yeah, it's just crazy, eh? Yeah. It's like it's like uh, these are the kinds of people that uh, force these companies, like ones that make packets of silica gel to print "Do not eat" contents on the
1: side. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, our society hasn't gotten any better. Back in the old days, a, a manual for a car would tell you how to adjust the tappets and fix the engine. Nowadays, it tells you not to drink the contents of the battery.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, no. Because someone probably tried. <clears throat> yep.
1: <laughs> what right, society
0: do we live in? Oh, know. Talking about funny stuff, do you want to do the dad joke off?
1: We could, we could attempt to do something along those lines. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Who's going first? Off you go. I ran out of toilet paper and had to start using newspaper. Times are rough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A robber broke into a college bookstore and stole $20,000 worth of textbooks. Now, fortunately, the police were able to return both the books to
1: the school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And the Lord said unto John, come forth and you will receive eternal life. John came fifth and won a toaster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was playing chess with my friend and he said, let's make this interesting.
1: So we stopped playing chess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I threw a boomerang a few years ago and now I live in constant fear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My wife just screamed, you're not even listening to me, are you? What a weird way to start a conversation.
1: <laughs> I got, a, I got a wife one for you too. Yeah, my wife accused me of being immature, so I told her to get out of my fort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I went to the world's tiniest wind turbine exhibition. Honestly, not a big fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't need a parachute to go skydiving. You need a parachute to go skydiving twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just when you think food can't call you on the phone. Bam, onion rings. <laughs> 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 All right, good dad joke off my I don't quite like those ones. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Um, so look, we normally get a guest on the podcast and I mentioned to you that I have found one and I mentioned as well that I'll get him onto this episode. What i had done is i would written an email and thought I'd sent it, but then when I checked it's like, this dude hasn't replied to me, I realized that I'd left it in drafts. (laughs) I've done that before, (laughs) eh? Yeah. So we'll try and get this fella on, uh, the next episode of the podcast. And, uh, let's just say that you and I both have- This particular product from this guy's company. And uh, this particular product keeps your beer colder for longer. Yep.
1: It's a very useful product.
0: Yes. So we'll get to said guest on in the next episode. And what I'm going to try and do as well, and I'm not going to promise anything right now, but what I'm going to try and do is try and get our first ever Tradio giveaway. Mm -hmm. See if we get some free stuff.
1: Yep. I reckon that'll be worth a shot. These friends you went away with down to Picton, Yep. Where'd you go, Captain? What How long was it taking on? to drive to, to there from Christchurch?
0: It was about three and a half hours to four. Oh, yeah. yeah? Not too bad, eh? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the traffic flow was pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously everyone going in the same direction, but there were specific holiday spots, like where we're going to go in July, Hamner Springs, there was a turnoff for that, and as soon as we went past that, the traffic was a lot lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is just incredible. like it blows me away how many dicks there are on the roads as well. Jeez, like, <laughs> yeah. the amount of time, like twice I saw someone trying to undertake, you know, where yeah. we've got just two lanes of opposing traffic. But on either side of these lanes, on the outside of the road, is quite a wide median strip. And yeah. there's a sign that says that that median strip is for slow traffic, slow vehicles to drive on so everyone can go past. Well, someone saw that as an opportunity to undertake this whole line of traffic. And it was just behind me, but I could see it. I was just watching it unfold in my rear view mirror. And I could see that the person that this other fellow was trying to undertake was speeding up. So they were both neck and neck. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, someone's going to have an accident in a minute. So one of them needs to just back off and let the other one go. Yeah, so uh, thankfully the innocent party won that one, and it's kind of gratifying to watch. But you know, why do people see the need to be dicks? Like, just get in your car, go to your destination. You'll get there, no
1: matter if you're two minutes late. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So these these friends they they live in Cheche as well, do they?
0: Yeah, yeah, they do. Rich. Yeah, they live in a um, they live about twenty minutes away. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it still blows my mind how we live in the same. You know, town is of well, city, if you like, um, as these people, but it still takes 20 minutes to get there to see them, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know. Whereas in Thames, it's like, oh, I'm just popping over to Orange, I would literally walk there in 10 minutes, yeah, um, yeah. you know, or drive there in two, but yeah, it's it's uh, still blows my mind how sort of vast Christchurch is, really. But yeah, they are, they are here, and um, it's quite funny how. For a long time, her best friend had been like, you guys should move to Christchurch. You should come back because I miss you. And then once we're here, we hardly catch up. Yeah, yeah it's
1: funny. <laughs> yeah, come down, we'll catch up all the time. Yeah. See you once a year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh, actually. There's specific people on my Facebook page, and you know you can't help but see some of their comments on their posts. And someone always says, oh, haven't seen you in ages. Must do wine sometime. It's like, no, you fucking won't. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you won't fucking see each other for years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: So oh, uh, it'd be good, be good to come down and see Christchurch because hey, I've like I've never been there. I've, I've landed at the airport, but you'll have to show me this amazing city of Christchurch and how big it is. So
0: well, they've done well to rebuild it since the massive earthquake over ten years ago. Yeah, um,
1: that was pretty devastating.
0: Yeah, it's a nice spot. There's lots of nice places we could probably go with the family, you know, for lunch and whatever. But um. Few, you know, a few good pubs and places to go for a wee tipple.
1: That's what we'll need when we come down. Somewhere for a, a warm mulled wine, probably, because it'll be cold down when we come down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how about
0: how about I break my Christmas tradition and I actually make some? Um, Sounds good to me, mate. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like we've got a nice little bar that's pretty brand new, which is literally, I could throw a Frisbee to it from where we live. And um yeah, it's a really nice bar that we haven't tried yet, so we probably should. And I kinda like that it's close because if we were to go on the chop in Christchurch, for instance, and have a couple of beers there, you'd have to pay for a taxi, a back, or or the late bus. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, more likely you'd have to get a taxi and it's gonna cost a fortune. So it's nice to have something a bit closer to home that we could potentially just go to if we wanted to go out for a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that we just could walk to. Yeah, exactly. Or we'll stagger home. We've done that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> falling in yeah. bushes, eh, Oren?
1: <laughs> yep, I remember that. Yep, well and yeah. truly. Your yeah. missus was not impressed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right, because we rang her to pick us up at what time is it, two in the morning or something?
1: Oh, some crazy hour. Yeah. All I remember is falling in the bushes out in front of the bank.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all have stories like that. Because yeah. what was the joke? I, one of these dad jokes I said a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago was like, the it takes us. Yeah, yeah. The, the dist- yeah, what is it? The the distance to the pub is one minute, but the distance from the pub to home is five minutes. That's staggering. Yeah. <laughs> something something <laughs> like that. The difference is staggering. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the difference yeah. is staggering. <laughs>
1: Very true. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, mate, well, uh, good to catch up anyway. And um, well, next time i see you, you'll have your hair cut. Yep. <laughs>
1: My daughter's going to do that tomorrow night for me, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Get there rid of the, uh, the locks. Be interesting Starting to, look to like see a, Look like a mop.
0: You look like <laughs> a mop. No, mate, you're a silver fox. Silver fox,
1: yeah. <laughs> Plenty of the silver ones in there, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's just the light above your head. Yeah, yep. Anyway. I look say- a lot younger when I've got short hair because you can't see the greys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll get it really short then she's got a
0: she's got a lot of work to do yeah (laughs) anyway that's tradio for episode 17 unbelievable episodes every two weeks on a friday the next one we'll do on may the 6th where we may have a guest with a giveaway we'll work on that one uh but come give us a like facebook.com slash tradio podcast or you can email us if you like tradio chat at gmail.com maybe you've got a great story to tell you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have that so do get in touch anyway i'll leave you with this thought for the day mate it's a missed opportunity that we say toilet paper and not crapkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there could be something for the next episode, I think, is to come up with new names for things or things that deserve a better name. That'd be a good one.
1: Have you, like even the animal ones? Have you seen the animal ones? Like, you know, they call an ibis in Australia a bin chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> and uh, what's a, a snake, they call it a note broke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i'm talking about let's yeah, listen i'll put that do in, that i'll put yeah, that in yeah. my notes for the next episode i reckon we can have some fun with that one all How right mate. good to catch up see you later all right, right <laughs> okay